Welcome to the Littler Diversity and Inclusion Podcast. Conversations related to the human resource challenges of an ever-evolving workforce. Welcome to this episode of my Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Podcast series, your Diversity and Inclusion Toolkit. My name is Elisha Asgar Dotson, and I am a diversity, equity, and inclusion trainer, consultant, and a shareholder with Littler Mendelssohn, the largest management side labor and employment law practice in the world. Today, I want to touch upon the topic of public statements that companies are want to make in the wake of current events. Overall, 52% of U.S. adults say it is very or somewhat important that companies and organizations make public statements about political or social issues, while a similar share, about 48%, say this is not too or not at all important, according to the July 13th to 19th Pew Research Survey. According to the same study, Americans' views vary substantially by race and ethnicity. For example, 75% of Black or African Americans, 70% of Asians, and 66% of Hispanic adults say it is at least somewhat important that companies and organizations release statements about political or social issues. This share falls to about 42% amongst white or Caucasian adults. With regards to the decision about whether a company should make a public statement to the general public regarding a current event, the self-analysis is unique to each organization. However, here are some of the considerations an employer might ponder before wading into public declarations. First, shine that harsh, flashlight of reality upon yourself and ask whether the company must even make a statement. In other words, before publishing a statement, companies ought to ask themselves whether the issue upon which they want to speak relates to their products, their services, their values, or if they are simply making the statement to virtue signal. Virtue signaling. Virtue signaling, of course, is the action or practice of publicly expressing opinions or sentiments intended to demonstrate one's good character or the moral correctness of one's position on a particular issue. In fact, not every business needs to make a public statement in every situation. For example, A business-to-business-based organization may gain very little benefit from making constant statements regarding current events to the public. Before wading into the publication waters, employers should consider how their organizational values align with the statement. Ask yourself, if the company had an opportunity to make a huge profit from doing business in a way that would undermine the spirit of the statement, would the company do so? If the answer is yes or maybe, your answer regarding publication ought to probably be no. So in that case, you would not want to necessarily publish that statement. Similarly, an employer preparing to publish a statement on a current event ought to first ensure it is not incongruous with a company's current practices. Organizational statements may open the business up for a 
deeper dialogue with the community and perhaps even with government agencies. And an employer must be ready to wade into that space with its I's dotted and T's crossed before pressing the proverbial print or publish button. It is also wise to consider the potential for alienating stakeholders with messaging. Importantly, clients, investors, employees, and myriad other stakeholders have diverse viewpoints. Employers will not be able to please everyone with a publication of a statement of current events. Instead, employers who decide to speak up should be true to themselves and develop a proactive plan including by identifying a spokesperson in anticipation for the inevitable pushback to taking a stance on any public issue. Particularly for public companies, there is an obligation to consider what's best for the business rather than taking a stance merely based on the whim of the moment or a desire to do what the rest of the corporate pack might be doing. An employer ought to also ensure that all its primary stakeholders, and in particular, its high-level executives, are on the same page regarding content of the message in advance of embarking on publication, because those are the folks who will most likely be in the spotlight if the message should go viral or garner public scrutiny in the aftermath of publication. Before making a statement on any public issue or event, employers also need to contemplate how they're going to walk the talk. Simply publishing a prettily worded statement with no related action will likely ring hollow to audiences and garner that tag of virtue signaling or performative DENI. Importantly, poorly supported statements could cost an employer in reputation and even market share. Such reputational harm can adversely affect many aspects of an employer's business, oh, from attracting customers to attracting talent. The public, of course, can see through inauthentic, performative diversity, equity, and inclusion messaging. Where a company is intent on making a statement, after assessing all the issues we have discussed, it is wise for such a statement to stick to the facts and leave out personal feelings and emotions. An employer should always allow legal to preview the content of such communications to confirm there are no negative legal ramifications from publication. Finally, it is vital to ensure consistency in a company's communications plan. In other words, if the company is going to make a statement about women's issues, it may be expected to make similar statements supporting other genders at relevant times, including LGBTQIA issues or men's issues. If the company makes a statement in solidarity with the people of Ukraine, it may be held to task if it fails to make a statement in solidarity with the people of Afghanistan, and so forth. Proactive thought given to developing a rule of thumb in this space will make the company's resulting DE&I messaging on current events more cohesive and defensible. As always, in the DE&I space, I counsel conscious action to ensure sustainability. Well, 
we have spent another fun episode tackling how you can foster diversity amongst your workforce in a legally compliant manner. If you have more questions about these issues or anything else in the DE&I space, please shoot me an email or give me a phone call. I will continue to unbox and demystify other DE&I concepts in future podcasts. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening. The purpose of this program is to provide helpful information for employers addressing the latest developments in labor and employment relations. It is not a substitute for experienced legal counsel and does not provide legal advice or attempt to address the numerous factual issues that arise in any employment-related issue. To discover other labor and employment podcast series from Littler, the largest global employment and labor law practice, visit littler.com slash podcasts.